0: Hello and welcome to Bomb Squad Matinee. I'm your host this evening, Tim M. Sullivan, and with me I have. Hi, I'm Austin Sweebleman. Uh, I'm Tanner Richard Kraft. I'm Gigantus, the fire monster.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm Emily. Yes, we have a special guest uh, coming for her first time on the show. Uh, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Yeah, uh, I'm I'm Emily, also known as uh,
2: Space Queen Emily on Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm Ethan's online pal, I watch a lot of Godzilla movies, I suppose that's why I'm here. Uh, I, I do a lot of uh, uh, Twitter threads about uh, the, the media, I'm watching a lot of screenshots, a lot of videos, that kind of thing. Uh, I, occasional podcaster, uh, do stuff with uh, Giant Robot FM, as, as Ethan also does, and uh, I am the occasional uh, co-host and sometimes guest of the uh, No Cartridge,
1: uh, No Wall Scroll Anime Spinoff Podcast. Yeah, excellent stuff there. Uh, they're talking about uh, Tenshi Moyo, uh, they touch, talked about the first <laughs> Slate of Tenshi Moyo OVAs uh, not too long ago. Those are really good recordings, and apparently they're going to be talking about um, the Tenshi Moyo Mihoshi special. And um, the, oh, it's Magical Girl S, or is it the Pretty Girl Sammy? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Magical Girl Pretty Sammy is the OVA. Magical... Yeah, yeah, the OVA series for that, which... Uh,
2: I'm very much looking forward to. Ah, yeah, time. we're recording that later this week, so that'll be fun. Look forward to that. <laughs>
0: nice. All right. So, uh, yes, uh, today we are going to be talking about uh, the recent Godzilla film, Godzilla Minus um, One. Just a little bit of um, introductory info on this. Uh, this is the 33rd Godzilla film from Toho, the 37th Godzilla film in all um and it was written and directed by takashi yamazaki um i'm not super familiar with his directing work but i've seen one movie he's done uh which was loop on the third the first uh which is a fucking banger movie absolutely check that shit so out signed uh yes and um he's he's directed a oh, good chunk of movies um another one he did he did the two uh, live action adaptations of the parasite manga which i haven't seen those but um i'm a big fan of the manga big fan of the anime and i like the stuff i've seen of his so i might check those out now um he's also he also did the uh, live action space battleship yamato movie mm-hmm. um he's done various uh <laughs> criminal crime um, fair i haven't seen i've heard less than good things about it (laughs) um he's he's also done um various like uh anime episode director credits uh such as he's done a couple episodes of the show heat guy j uh balder force exe and the tarzan parody jungle king ta chan uh love it uh (laughs) The, uh, male lead of the film, Koichi, uh, is played by Ryunosuke Kamaki. Um, he did a bunch of, um, uh, Ghibli, uh, voice roles. Uh, he was in Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, Secret World Variety. Uh, he was also in, uh, Your Name. Um, he was in, uh, Summer Wars, uh. He was also he did a voice in March of the Penguins, which I, I think is delightful. Uh, love that. Um, and then Noriko, the female lead, is played by Minami Hamabe, um, who had previously worked with Yamazaki in uh, one of his other films, The Great War of Archimedes. Um, she's also in a couple more stuff like uh, she she was in the anime film Let Me Eat Your Pancreas. Oh. Uh, am- amazing title. Love it. Um, And she was in the uh, live-action Kakagurui and Shin Kamen Rider. Um, So that's just a little bit of the pedigree uh, going into this film. Uh, And since this is our first new release for the matinee format, um, I figure we'll just start with an easy question, which is, uh, what were your expectations going into the film? Uh, We'll start with Ethan. Yeah, so when I first heard the title for this film, I was positive
1: it was going to be for me, because... If you say it very quickly, it sort of sounds like Godzilla, Mine is Son, a clear reference by Toho higher-ups to my favorite film in the franchise, Son of Godzilla. Uh, As such, such. I was extremely... As such, I was extremely disappointed by the la- lack of Mania in this one. Uh, but uh, actually, uh, when I saw the first trailers for this, I thought it looked pretty promising. Uh, and I really dug the idea of Godzilla as a period piece. Um, I wasn't super familiar with the director's prior work. Uh, so I was, you know, uh, optimistic. Uh, but uh, not l- with like a super, I don't know. I wasn't incredibly excited. I was just like, a new Godzilla movie. That'll probably be fun. Uh, and whether or not it actually was, we'll see.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Mysterious, can be serious, spicy. Tanner, expectations?
3: Um, As far as my expectations go, I didn't know this movie existed until mm, about a week before it came out. Um, I just wasn't plugged into this. Uh, Then I started hearing a bunch of people be like very excited for it. And uh, beyond that, uh, when a member of the show and my friend Joe V, Joe Vrenick, saw it, he was like talking about it being like his favorite of the year or second favorite of the year. So pretty high praise. The critic reviews were nuts. So um, I was pretty excited to watch it. I watched it opening night. And uh, what do they think about it? Uh, um, keep 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 watching, buddy.
0: Yeah. Continue to watch the program. Please please don't do uh, it away. Don't click that dial. All right, making references that the kids won't understand, Austin.
4: Uh, to use an analogy, in the original 1954 Godzilla film, he was about 164 feet tall. Over the decades, though, he was made larger and larger to keep up with the growing size of skyscrapers and uh, formidable kaiju opponents. Japan's favorite bad boy lizard is now 355 feet tall, more than doubling from his original size, but I swear to God, they could make him 1,000 feet tall and he'd still be completely fucking dwarfed by my expectations for this movie. I don't know what happened.
2: Let's go. I don't
4: know what happened, but this current era of Godzilla movies, referred to as the Rewa era, meaning Beautiful Harmony in Japanese, is like when Chris Nolan got his fucking fish and chips eating hands on Batman. It, it took maybe like 48 hours after this came out for me to see... Dozens of YouTube thumbnails from right-wing reactionaries treating Godzilla Minus One like some magical antidote to this recent wave of poorly-reviewed Hollywood tentpole blockbusters. And although a part of me knew they were hailing this thing like it was the second coming of District 9 uh, because they're predisposed to like media from an ethnostate, there was this other torrent of, <laughs> of glowing reviews <laughs> from normal people that confirmed to me this was less sound of freedom and more everything everywhere all at once. So yeah, between mm. the tidal wave of glowing reviews and the really high bar set by Shin Godzilla, I was under the impression mm. that this movie was absolutely going to be worth of, worth about 15 bucks. Back to you,
0: Tim. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, you brought up the... the- Reactionary thumbnails thing. I love the the like meme of Godzilla just saying "I love men." It's it's an amazing. Episode. No, you see, this uh, Godzilla
3: um, movie's good because they got rid
0: of woke. Yeah, exactly. Get woke, go broke.
2: Godzilla minus liberals.
0: <laughs> got him. All right. And uh, with that said, Emily, expectations for Godzilla minus one. So
2: uh, it kind of snuck up on me. Like I, I knew it was coming out, but it, it took about a week or two for me to be like, "Oh shit, that's in theaters." Uh, so I, at that point, I had seen uh, a lot of people's, you know, reviews coming in, and Godzilla fans, uh, notoriously nitpicky bunch, uh, everyone seemed pretty on board with it. So that had me excited. Uh, I had recently gotten the uh, gigantic uh, Criterion collection of Showa-era Godzilla films, and I had been mainlining those, absolutely, just watching, like, three a day, like, once in Japanese, once in English, finding all the English cuts that Criterion didn't want you to have, and uh, just enjoying that, uh, absolutely. I had seen uh, Lupin Third, the first and enjoyed it, so I, I figured, well, it's probably going to be pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't too hot on the Monsterverse stuff. Um I I thought Shin Godzilla was good, but it wasn't particularly my kind of good. So I was just like, you know what? Mm. I'm looking forward to this. I'll enjoy this.
0: And uh will I? Did I? We'll see. Ooh. All right, yeah. Good shit all around. Um I think I saw the first trailer for this um in like late October, early November and like i remember thinking this looks pretty good i'm definitely looking forward to it and uh i bought tickets for me and my fiance to go see it opening night uh november 30th and guess what happened that day uh, i tested uh, positive uh, for covid uh, fuck! uh shit sucks for real uh um, not good so yeah yeah not not good not ideal i uh, had to cancel those tickets and uh go like a week later Um, which, I mean, I was still excited for it, but I'm just like, fuck, I wanted to see an opening night. This sucks. (laughs) Instead, I'm dying in my apartment. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, expectations were pretty good. I I definitely thought this looked like a solid, uh, follow-up to Shin Godzilla, which, uh, was definitely my favorite, uh, Godzilla movie, at least up to that point. Uh, how did I feel about this one, though? Godzilla minus one. Uh, We're gonna get to that, but first, we're gonna get to everybody else's thoughts, and we are gonna start with Austin.
4: So, Shin Godzilla, in my opinion, is the best movie about a huge monster that's ever been made, and it's not even close. I think Shin Godzilla is a masterpiece. Not since maybe the social network back in 2010 has a narrative feature made me feel so intellectually engaged. And even though Shin Godzilla is a non stop bombardment of thought-provoking dialogue it has a few sequences that give you that that classic Godzilla gut punch where you see this incomprehensible destruction that's supposed to parallel the 2011 Tohoku earthquake and tsunami rest in peace flash forward three years Mm -hmm. uh Takashi Yamazaki gets approached to do the next Godzilla movie after his success with the recent film, The Great War of Archimedes. Uh, he was tasked with making a follow-up to a Godzilla movie that won Best Picture at the Japanese Academy Awards. Uh, a box office smash co-authored by the dude who did fucking Evangelion. So so how does Yamazaki even proceed, you might ask? And the answer was less logos, more pathos. More heart, less brain. Uh, but in miraculous kind of fashion, it's a direct rebalance of the stats. Minus One is exactly as emotionally resonant as Shin Godzilla was intellectually provocative. They're two sides of the Mm. same coin in the added respect that they're both equally valuable. Uh, One particularly good piece of, like, distinctly Japanese emotional storytelling is the main character's status as a a disgraced kamikaze pilot. Uh, He feels like he's in permanent debt to the citizens of post-war Japan, and the mechanics of Odo Island, uh, because he did not sacrifice himself when staring down the jaws of certain defeat. Uh, Watching him shamefully survive situations where his death would have been meaningless, uh, so he can properly risk it for the biscuit in a moment where his heroics actually mattered, is very satisfying. And, uh, the community grows to embrace him, uh, as each passing day goes by, proving that his life has meaning, and the world is better with him around. Uh, not every country is forced to, like, invent a positive ideological outlook to contrast with their previous, like, right-wing wartime mentality, but Japan felt up to the task, and they're depicting a future where instead of, like, fighting honorably to the death, you fight carefully to protect life on the grounds that it's precious. In closing, it really is amazing somebody drafted a story that hits the same highs as Shin Godzilla, just just focusing on, like, producing a different type of primary stimulation. Ever since I left the theater, I've been wondering if this is, like, a yin-yang sort of situation, or if it's more of a rock-paper-scissors thing. Could there be a third perfect Godzilla movie hiding behind some, like, far-ahead rock on the fourth-dimensional road of time? Uh, perhaps... But for now, the Rewa era can stand tall, having only merely won the small prize that is our collective hearts and minds. Back to you, Tim.
0: Hell yeah. Love it. Alright. Ethan, thoughts on the film? Yeah, I think
1: Godzilla Minus One is a remarkable return to form uh, for uh, Godzilla films writ large. Um, Revisiting Shin recently, I think I... It's an, a novelty in that I think it keeps a really strong pace throughout, even if it uh, its ending is a bit lacking. I don't know, uh, especially watching it recently, uh, it felt a bit hollow, uh, like like a chocolate Easter bunny uh, that you bite into and it just kind of crumples on the inside. Like a lot of the there's a lot of talk and the, it's very dense, but uh, it's dense with a lot of kind of meaningless conversation um, that still kind of carries you through it's still good i think is the thing is it carries you through and it keeps you engaged but there's a certain coldness uh that kind of alienates it, me from it um uh, i think what seeing shin ultraman kind of uh put that in a more stark con- contrast if i'm being honest uh just because i think that's a messier movie but m- a one with a bit more heart um mm-hmm. uh, but this isn't about um shin godzilla this is about minus one uh which i think does have a lot of heart uh as was mentioned it's got it's replete with pathos uh it's uh, a period drama, which is wonderful because we've seen, like, you know, snippets of, like, Godzilla interacting with uh, World War II soldiers, particularly in the uh, Heisei film uh, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah. But uh, having it be like a, like a period drama kind of allows us to um, revisit some ideas, uh, particularly from the original 1954 Godzilla and uh, perhaps more interestingly, uh, the 1955 sequel, uh, Godzilla Raids Again, uh, which it's, it's really cool to see stuff borrowed from from that movie, which I, I like. Uh, it's It's no... You know, Godzilla nineteen fifty four. Uh, but uh, it's mm. still an exceptional monster movie. Um and I think it uh shows reverence for that past material while uh mostly uh there's like maybe one scene, uh, but mostly not feeling like a retread. Uh and uh yeah, I am extremely warm on it and it's it's up there. It is no son of Godzilla, but it's <laughs> but it's high on my rankings. Hell yeah. All right, uh Emily,
2: thoughts on the fifth? Uh, you know, shout outs to Ethan for, for the Godzilla Raids again, because uh, I thought about that a lot during this screening. Uh, it, it, it kind of took a lot of elements from Godzilla Raids again and a little bit of uh, Godzilla, uh, what is it, Godzilla, Kingidora. Mothra, GMK, All Out, Monsters, Attack, Super Scramble, Deluxe 2, Turbo Edition, and, uh... And Knuckles. And Knuckles. Can't forget our boy. He brand double.
3: new Funky Mode. Don't forget about the brand new Funky Mode. <laughs> Featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series, and the joke is over.
2: <laughs> no. But, yeah, um... It's got a lot of the kind of post-World War II restoration aspect of of Raids Again, some of the plane stuff. And then it's got an absolute bastard of a Godzilla, like in GMK. And I love when Godzilla's Mm. a bastard. I love when Godzilla's just absolutely mean, almost for no reason, but also because he's a bastard. It rules. Uh, Mm -hmm. Gosh, I really like this movie, honestly. I was really impressed that it was... um, Another solo Godzilla movie, no other second monster. I was impressed that they did that Mm -hmm. twice in a row because after Shin, you would think that Toho would be like, all right, new monster. We must market more. Give us more action figures to sell, please. And thank you. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. And I felt that, that that had a bit of confidence behind it that I was impressed by. You know, uh, I was impressed that they they went for like such a wide appeal. The, the family stuff is pretty in vogue these days. Screenwriter's favorite. What if we tied it all into family, especially these mm-hmm. days, everyone glomming onto found family as an example. But it really works mm-hmm. within the uh, within the film. Uh, it's got a lot of just pure naked emotion, and uh, it, I don't know something about it just really stuck with me. Uh, I was impressed by how tense of a film it was. I felt myself relax like three different times in the theater after particularly harrowing scenes like the Ginza attack. And it was, I hadn't felt that in a while. That was cool. That was awesome. Um, uh, The Godzilla in it's really cool. I like the design. He's he's a bit weird. He's a little muscular, but I like that for him. I like that he gets a big Mm -hmm. and swole after the first time you see him. I like that he is just he eats people in this. That's weird. That's new. <laughs> he he regenerates. That was interesting. I, I felt that that was a, a particularly uh, neat pull. Um, the music I thought was mm-hmm. particularly good. I like the strategic deployment of the uh, Akira Ifukube tracks. There was like maybe one or two of them that just like really just bam, and here's a the Godzilla theme, which can usually feel rote, but this time it was just a big moment, and it totally worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the composer for this, I didn't know this until I was looking it up today, uh, Naoki Sato, who uh, has a special place in my heart because he did the first five seasons of the Precure series of, of little, little little Girl Magical Girl series. Uh, that rocks. I like that the Precure guy Hell did the yeah. Godzilla Minus <laughs> One soundtrack. But yeah, overall, I am uh, very positive on this film.
0: Uh, back to you, Tim. Hell yeah. All right. Mr. Kraft, thoughts on the film? So, this movie... Um, hmm.
3: I fucking love it. Um, I, I, to put in perspective how much I love it, um, I think uh, my top three Godzilla movies are in order, and I say this as someone who's probably only seen 10 Godzilla movies, half of them being American movies. So I'm not very well first in the subject, admittedly. Um, my baseline for how bad this series gets is 98 Godzilla, which may actually still be the worst Godzilla movie. I just haven't seen any of the bad Japanese ones. Um, but my top 3 Godzilla movies are number 3 is Godzilla 1954, uh which still holds up brilliantly to this day. Uh in my personal opinion, uh number 2 would be Shin Godzilla. Yes. Which I think was mm-hmm. the first Godzilla movie I've seen since the original Godzilla that re- really captured the um political commentary and undertones of the original Godzilla. Uh, the first one that really kind of delved into that one but for my money uh i'm a big stupid baby uh as ethan loves to call me a uh, big stupid baby man sorry forgot man um and affection, <laughs> my favorite robot affectionately affection
4: <laughs> i my favorite robot <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> 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 sorry big stupid baby man um My brain small, my heart big, mostly to pump all the blood in my body, which is why my favorite Godzilla movie is now Godzilla Minus One. It's pretty much a perfect blockbuster. Definitely my favorite, like, proper blockbuster to come out this year. And in a year with other movies, quite also other blockbusters about found family, in a sense, like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 or the Dungeons and Dragons movie um that were also brilliant blockbusters uh this this one to be like my number one i think says a lot of a lot about it because i think this is a good year for blockbuster movies um Mm -hmm. and minus one was definitely the most brilliant of it and i i i think the beauty of it quite frankly is its simplicity it's Mm -hmm. on the surface not a super complicated story world war ii vet goes home shunned by everyone Uh, accidentally his way into basically a wife and child. Love how that happens. I I just need to bring up how fucking hilarious that you go home shunned by everyone and then you accidentally your way into wife and child. Good bit. Um, Riz is off the charts. Um, uh, (laughs) Girls love um, it when boys are actively ideating. I... Hold on, I'm taking notes. Um, (laughs) um, uh, The character work here is really brilliant. Every character within seconds of meeting them, you kind of understand their shtick. I'm not going to remember anyone's character. I do not remember any of the characters' names except for one. Uh, So I'll just start with him. My favorite character, Doc. Uh, I love the old man that's like wise. It's a good character bit. Uh, it helps that he's hot as hell. But uh, beyond that, just personalize, I love the guy that's, like, wise. He kind of has a slightly mysterious past. He's really friendly, and he's, like, a big, smart guy, and he wears glasses. You get his bit. He's, like, uh, uh, the other, like, sort of second-in-command on the boat, the more veteran guy. You kind of get his shtick. Uh, the guy, the other guy, the, like, rule green guy, you get his shtick immediately. He wishes he could have fought, but he did <laughs> I meant well, green. I <laughs> didn't mean green in color. I meant green as in like fresh. Young. Oh, I'm sorry. You said little
1: Godzuki. My apologies. I don't think he's in this movie.
0: <laughs> oh fuck.
3: Well, maybe the sequel.
2: Godzilla? I think I
3: watched or? the Baby Godzilla movie by accident, guys. <laughs> That's not more fun, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking throwback. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm sorry. This is awful. Um, no, you're fine. Have I even said anything about the movie? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's brilliant. I'm hunting rabbits. Um, I'm hunting Godzilla, and um, I find the character work to be really stellar. Um, the action set pieces are incredible, but the number one thing that stood out for me personally were the visual effects. Um, the budget of this movie was allegedly $15 million. When the director was asked about this, he said, I wish it was that much. So it might've been even less. And a a lot of, there's a very complex, complicated reasons as to why it was that cheap. Conversion rates, uh, work culture. I'm not qualified to talk about those things uh, because last time I did, Ethan yelled at me. But um, (laughs) the um, point of the story is, is that it had a, a, a more limited budget compared to an American blockbuster of a similar stature. And what it was able to achieve with that budget is nothing short of incredible. Um, Because first off, when you think about it, the actual number of VFX shots in this movie is not that big. And most of it is relegated to the third act or the attack on the city sequence. Otherwise, they Mm -hmm. do a lot by not putting Godzilla in the shot. They are able to kind of cheat and do that a lot uh, while still making his presence felt, which to me is the mark of the best visual effects. Because you know what that means? It means the director knew what they were doing and was planning these shots with the visual effects mm. in mind and the and the limitations of their budget. Unlike the movies coming out of a certain studio out of Hollywood. <coughs> Marvel! I didn't say anything. What? Um. Anyway, with the exception of this one shot in the movie of these tanks, I thought every VFX shot was just perfect, didn't break my immersion at all, perfectly served the story, and the tanks literally looked like miniature toys. I, I don't know why. That's Godzilla, baby. I, 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 yeah, no, if anything, yeah. it was charming. It was charming. Um... They couldn't get Uh, the rubber suit monsters. They had to get the toys in there, you know? They had the, you know, know, I respect it. I respect it. It it was charming. And watching it opening night, you just kind of like fall in love with these characters. And the emotional beats are kind of obvious. When you think our main character is going to actually kamikaze himself into Godzilla, you just know, you just know that the mechanic secretly installed an ejector seat or whatever and that he's going to eject at the last second. And on my second viewing, I actually noticed this. You can see him eject from the plane for like three frames. Yeah,
0: yeah I saw that too. It's
3: blinking, you miss it, but you can see him eject from the plane, which I think is a really cool touch. And it's obvious as hell that it's going to happen. But you know what? You want to hoop and holler even still because it's baller as fuck when you discover the bastard's still alive. And then it's even more so by the mechanic, like, borderline crying, being able to finally take his headphones off and, like, breathe. It felt like he was holding his breath for 20 minutes and he was finally able to breathe. And it's moments like that that make Godzilla Minus One the best blockbuster of 2023. Even the more weird things, like, I'm gonna be honest, in a lesser movie, I might have had some complaints about the love interest somehow fucking surviving that shit. Um, (laughs) But you know what? This movie earned it, I think. This movie earned that shit. With the complete sincerity yeah. and the mind-boggling spectacle and uh, beautiful character work, I, I I think it's my seventh favorite movie of the year, and it's definitely my favorite blockbuster. Godzilla Minus One is a brilliant film. It's a beautiful film. Uh, the character work is stellar. The technical work is stellar. Mm-hmm. And if they do make a sequel to this Godzilla, which there was like a little credits stinger... I think it was like a mid-credits scene or was it right before the credits? I can't right remember. It was right before the credits. Sorry, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, of Godzilla generating. starting to regenerate. Yeah, Godzilla starting to regenerate. So if they want to do more with this franchise, I'd be excited to see it. But at the same time, I also feel like the characters have earned uh, a rest. Um, and to prove how good this movie is, my father, my father, um, the thing with my father is that uh, he once told me he just doesn't quote My dad's a cool guy, but he, quote, doesn't like movies from other countries that much because he just doesn't get the culture. Fair point, whatever. To prove how sick Godzilla Minus One is, here is the uh, Alamo Draft House order card from when I saw it with him. I gave it a five out of five, and so did my dad. Yeah. So that's how you know the movie fucking rules. Back to
0: you, Tim. Hell Yeah. Um, something that you had mentioned, uh, the the thing about um, the plot beats being fairly obvious. Um, I remember when the first time that I saw it with my fiance, um, like right after the movie, I guess one of the people in front of us was just like, it, it was it was a grown man who had taken his parents to see it with him. And uh, he asked them, so what'd you think? And then the mom just goes, it was so predictable, <laughs> <laughs> which is just... The most boring old person take on any like blockbuster movie. Like who who cares if did you like it? Was it good? I don't
3: yeah. I don't like this this incessant need people have to be smarter than the movie.
0: Yeah. yeah. Fuck you.
3: Be like me. Be dumber than the movie. You're happier.
0: Let's go. Every time I watch right. the
3: sixth sense, I'm surprised at the end. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love, I love the twist that uh, Haley Joel Osment is Kaiser Jose. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, good. Good, good takes all around. Um, my, my thoughts uh, basically echoing all of you guys. Uh, it's a great film. Uh, I'm with Austin that I, I, I'm probably still like a little bit higher on Shin Godzilla but Godzilla Minus One is right there next to it. Um, and I think that's a great take that like uh, Shin Godzilla is sort of the more um, intellectual play and Godzilla minus one's the more emotional play. And like, for me, I think that nothing will ever like quite touch the highs of that atomic breath scene in Shin Godzilla. But like, this has so much going for it just throughout. Um, like, I think it like the, the approach to the atomic breath in this is also great. Like you, it, makes it very much look like the bomb um which I think is a great thing. Yeah, I had that in my notes too. Um, that
2: was so good. That was such an inspired choice.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. I think uh something that Tanner kind of touched on too was uh I like how I like the way that the CGI for Godzilla looks in this. I think it's the best he's looked in CGI. There's just this sort of like naturalistic quality to it where I think in the like uh, legendary monster-verse movies. They make him too polished. They put, like, too much money into it and it it looks too CGI, where with this there was just something about the movements that felt very natural, and I liked that a lot. Um, you know, sometimes less is more, and I think that this movie is definitely an example of that. It's It just comes together really great. Lo- love the portrayal of Godzilla in this. Um, I think The, you know, emotional story is great. I I, I love Koichi as sort of our lead. I think this is a great portrayal of like the concept of survivor's guilt. And I like how it kind of keeps coming up throughout the movie because he doesn't sacrifice himself. Um, in the beginning of the movie and uh, everybody, you know, shames him for it. And then in the middle of the movie, the Godzilla atomic breath just blows everybody away, but he's pushed away. And so he survives that too. And then at the end, he gives this, he has this moment where he can sacrifice himself, but he chooses to live. And I think that that's great. Um, I, th- I think that that was like the the great uh, approach to this particular story idea. And it kind of, you know, Got to put a dollar in the Star Wars jar, but it 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 touches on something that um, the Last Jedi kind of touched on, which is that you don't have to sacrifice yourself to you know make yourself noble to the cause. You can uh, accomplish your mission and live for the people you love, and I I think that's a great message for the film. Um, Just just a lot lot to love about this, and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more about this film in general discussion after a quick ad break. Hello, and welcome back. Now we got another ad for you. Moviepalette.com. It's a website where you can buy palettes containing thin lines to demonstrate the dominant colors of each frame of a movie. I got one up there for the film Mandy. Tanner's got one for Punch Drunk Love. You could get one for whatever movie you want to get. You could get Uh, Probably the original Godzilla, just a lot of black and white lines. Um, (laughs) You could probably get one for Shin Godzilla. You could get get any Godzilla movie you want, even if they don't have it. You can get it custom-made. I don't know if you can do uh, Godzilla Minus One just yet, but once that comes to video, uh, you can get that one. Uh, Just go to MoviePalette.com and uh, use the promo code SQUAD15 to get 15% off your order. All right, and we're back. Uh, Let's get into some general discussion.
3: Did anyone, now maybe this is just me because, again, I didn't watch the trailers, but did anyone, when Godzilla rolls up in the first, like, five minutes of the movie, did anyone think he was going to be that small the whole time? Because I briefly did think he was going to be. (laughs) No. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave.
4: <laughs> After Shin Godzilla, I was ready for him to evolve and get bigger. Well, I was yeah, just like, I go. was just like,
3: uh, for, I imagine this movie in my head of like this small battalion of Japanese World War II soldiers doing like trench warfare against a tiny Godzilla. And I imagine this whole movie in my mind. And then 10, 15 minutes later, the movie's like, no, no, no. five minutes later, because basically the whole fucking battalion dies. I
4: mean. That would have been cool, you know, Steve Jobs. Like, we took the, the Godzilla you love and made it smaller. Like imagine they reverse <laughs> the trend and just take a small Godzilla. It's
3: like it's like the reveal of the iPhone where it's like, it's an iPod, it's a web browser, it's a breakthrough communication device, it's a god, it's a Zill, it's an uh, it's a God, it's a Zill, it's an Are you getting it,
0: Yeah. <laughs> IZilla Nano 2.
3: <laughs>
1: IZilla Nano 2, coming now to the CW. It's a metaphor for nuclear warfare. It's a metaphor for survival's guilt. It's a metaphor for earthquakes. Uh, it's a metaphor for
4: COVID this time around.
1: Oh. Mm.
4: This was this screenplay oh. was written over the course of three years, and elements of the, the government didn't respond good enough to COVID were incorporated into the script. That's why the citizens have to solve the problem. Because it's up to the collective yeah. to, to fix COVID. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. <laughs> That does remind me of, like, the best slash corniest speech of the movie, which was Doc just being like, yo, humanity? Pretty cool. I prefer it when we don't die. Like, that's the whole gist of his speech. And I kind of love it. Because you know what? After that speech, I was ready to run through a brick wall.
0: Uh, <laughs> there we go. Mostly
3: to get to Doc so I can hug him and kiss him and stuff.
0: Yeah. hmm
4: Who knew Doc was such a bigwig?
3: Uh, Yeah, I love that bit. Yeah, that was Because, like, for me personally, the most predictable thing in the world was that he designed weapons for the military or something. Just one look at him, and I'm like, that guy, like, designed a nuclear sub. Like, just one look at him, and immediately (laughs) I'm like, I know what you are. Uh, I'm surprised... (laughs) That that dog, except it's looking at people that make weapons, I know what you are.
4: I'm surprised they didn't make him responsible for Godzilla. Like, you get the scene from, like, Pixels... Where the guy's going out to hug pac-man but it's doc just trying to hug godzilla it's like my boy you've gotten so big i'm surprised they didn't pin that on him speaking of small things the 15 million dollar budget okay uh so because this thing cost only 15 million dollars this movie officially cost 10 million dollars less than anybody but you the rom-com they just released with glenn powell and sydney sweeney i gave both
3: of these movies five stars
4: Fifteen million. God damn
3: it! Uh, a- to a- be fair, the extra ten million was purely to get Clen Powell's abs in frame.
4: Ten million dollar abs. <laughs> we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Uh, what is it? Shin Godzilla uh, reportedly, according to Hidekiano uh costs like uh, fucking ten million dollars. Uh, the thing that makes me suspicious about the fifteen million figure is how much water there is in this movie. Like, look at the most mm-hmm. expensive movies of all time. Titanic, Avatar 2, Waterworld. It water is computationally taxing. Working on real water is fucking hard. Like the fact there's yeah. that much flip simulation. Fluid so, implicit particle sims. This did not cost mm-hmm. 15 million if you were for, paying everybody normal rates.
3: For the longest time, I'm pretty sure one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies was the most expensive movie ever made. Uh mostly because uh it costs a lot to film on a boat basically. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with proper waterproofing of the equipment, and... Uh, I love Evan Almighty. I'm gonna shoot myself. I, uh,
4: Honestly, dude, it was the... I think it was the most expensive for a long time, and then there was this British article that came out that was like, surprise! The budget for Star Wars The Force Awakens was $800 million. Like, if you Oh, look something at, stupid. Yeah, it sucks. If you look at the Wikipedia article, it's just like, Star Wars 7, baby, most expensive. It does not look good enough to hold that fucking title. I'm
3: pretty sure the actual most expensive movie ever made has to be Avatar 2 just because the R&D costs associated with developing the technology.
4: Right. Oh. Yeah. When you were talking about um Tanner, you were talking about how uh, the director like planned the VFX, kind of a Denis Villeneuve and Dune, kind of like right. actually planned it ahead of time unlike Marvel. Um the the director on this was also the VFX soup. This is one of the rare. Occasions.
3: I noticed that.
4: Yeah. He's like he's the top VFX guy too. I wonder, a part of me thinks maybe they did get this miraculous budget to work. Just cuz I haven't heard of that happening very frequently. This is a VFX guy mm. making the movie. Like maybe. Maybe that is Well, it's kind of like
3: sauce. remember how the first Deadpool movie only cost like 50 or 60 million dollars partially because from what I understand the director of the movie owned the VFX studio that was doing the VFX?
4: God
3: damn. damn uh, yeah. it might be kind of like that yeah discussing uh
1: yamazaki some more too is that um he does have a pretty extensive career in um, in directing but also doing vfx for his own own features um he's done a lot of work and like f- wholly animated films the uh, cgi doraemon films and um a mm-hmm. on the, third the first obviously but uh, the, the dragon quest your story film which which i hear everyone likes until like the last five minutes um uh uh, but also, it's worth noting, this isn't his first experience with Godzilla. Um, mm-hmm. He's done some, like, he has done a ride film for this, uh, and a cameo of Godzilla prominently features in the 2007 film, Always, uh, Sunset on 3rd Street 2, uh, where he looks pretty darn good for what is ostensibly, you know, a glorified cameo of the big man in compu- all of his computer-generated glory. Um, and I think that definitely shows uh particularly uh, you were discussing earlier how how good godzilla moves here um Mm -hmm. i think part of that is with in the legendary films there's a sense of trying to give him like character acting um here they're just they're trying to animate him more sort of animalistically he's just sort of trudging forward but they're very good at Mm. um, giving him a very very measured pace and I, i just think it works a lot lot better um having him be a bit more animalistic as opposed to i guess it's it's rare to see as well. Um, they try to really make him a force of nature instead of you know framing him like he's a character. Yeah. He's a big reptilian superhero. Um Yeah,
3: basically. there we go. There is one particular shot in the movie, uh, near maybe like the forty the percent mark when they first see Godzilla in the little boat and then they're trying yeah, to the run a- they're trying to run away from the Godzilla in the little boat, and there's a shot of Godzilla just swinging behind him, and it's almost hypnotic. The way Godzilla is mm. just sort of
0: like slowly swimming towards them, like he didn't even he didn't even have to do all that. He was he was ready to kill some fucking people. <laughs> like it was so like you guys specifically,
3: yeah. Like I almost felt like he was gonna like come out of the camera and eat me. Um. Nom, 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 nom.
0: Yeah, that scene is incredible. Um, love that. Um, I think the like final uh, confrontation with Godzilla might be like my favorite. Um, like third act battle in a godzilla movie at least as far as the like uh humans versus godzilla movies go 100% uh, we agree? 100% yeah. I love it for... when they do
3: the trench run from star wars in a different setting
4: Oh my
1: god there we go Yeah
3: it's, uh, good. it's a good well to draw them on that's not a that's not a diss
1: yeah. No that they're doing the raids again bit That's that's the bit is the in raids again it's them circling godzilla in fighter planes trying to uh, get him covered in ice in that version but it's it's a lot of Aeronautics and there's even a battleship that has to like sort of trap him on the uh, the landmass that he's stuck on. It's like that's the one where they don't bring out like any sort of like like maser beams or anything. It's just guys in aeroplanes. Um and it rules. It's actually a, a really a really fun finale, um, for that, mm-hmm. that film.
0: Um Yeah, I need to watch Raids Again. Raids Again's again. good. It, it, it's one of my yeah, It holds up. It's has oh, it's yeah, been a while. It's got Angurus, just... everyone loves Angurus.
2: <laughs>
1: Inherent femininity, frankly, So I'm glad. I'm glad Ethan caught that at least. Yeah, I, I was baffled mostly. Um, uh, I
3: don't know why. You explaining the the point of Godzilla raids again just conjured up images of 9/11 in my head, except it's two giant lizards. Uh, well,
1: there there is that famous um, uh, Godzilla versus Megalon poster where Godzilla and Megalon oh. are, are squaring off on the top of the World Trade Center, each one on one building, very small, like they're not to scale at all. Uh, mostly because uh, King Kong, this, I think that poster was made shortly at around the same time as the King Kong uh, 76 remake where he scales the World Trade Center instead of, I think it's the World Trade Center. Is it Sears Tower? that no. one? It's been so long. No, like, it has sure to be the, the World Trade, World Trade
3: Center because it's, how the fuck are they going to get a giant gorilla to Chicago? <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Are they going to get them?
1: Stupid. <laughs> They're going to drive there! He's just gonna keep climbing up, and then he's gonna make it all the way down. <laughs> oh no! I'm the son of God. Oh, no. <laughs> what have you done? Just, do, just, just do the call, the, the call and response from like, <laughs> the cult song.
3: Starbucks, they're everywhere.
1: Um, <laughs> mother
2: away. The home movies. Uh, uh, Jesus, Godzilla, <laughs> son of Godzilla. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesus. And, uh, we,
3: Oh my God, I love Godzilla.
1: Um, the the other thing that uh, jumped to mind in terms of you know how this is kind of calling back to to other movies is that the the final confrontation of Godzilla in a in a body of water uh, and the need to ram something down its throat uh, is very very GMK giant monsters all out attack. Mm. Um, uh, giant monsters all out attack is also the one that does the the like mushroom cloud for his first atomic breath. Mm. Um, it's not quite so pointed. Uh, as it is in this one, but also GMK has the same ending stinger. Maybe it's his heart beating, uh, but but he's st- he's still he's still there. Uh, it's just worth noting because the director mentioned that like uh, the the three big uh, beyond Jaws, uh, the three big like, Godzilla influences for this movie are the original One Shin and uh, GMK
3: mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah, can we uh? Well, what what to you guys was like the image from this movie that stuck with you the most? Because uh, for me, it's the shot of the main character. After he realizes the only he's the only guy that survived, and he's just on his knees crying, screaming with the black rain falling on him. That to me yeah, is the image that has stuck with me the most. Yeah,
0: that's definitely uh, at least out of the human stuff. That and the the jaws scene.
3: Yeah, those are two definitely the most. Stable. What about uh, Ethan and Emily? What about you two?
2: Um, more or less the same. I like just a little bit earlier, just to pull back to the destruction of the Ginza uh, attack. Yeah, that, that the scale mm-hmm. of that really puts it into perspective.
1: Yeah. Uh, I like when they inflate the uh, the raft, like, on land, though, when they're just doing the test thing, because it kind of <laughs> reminds me of that bit in, I think, Spy Kids 2, um, where they're being dropped off at the island, and they have those uh, inflatables that, like, blow up, and they look like giant burgers for some reason. Uh, this is a very, very specific reference. Uh,
3: you know what they needed uh, to beat Godzilla in that movie? They needed the giant robot that Sylvester Stallone characters pilots at the climax of Spy Kids 3. Yeah,
0: yeah, that right. thing
3: could have beat the
0: shit out of Godzilla. I, I believe it. Do you think Godzilla lives in heaven in fear of what he created?
3: (laughs) Because he, too, lives in fear of what he's created. Steve Buscemi Godzilla. Hear me out. Put him in the rubber suit. They put him in Spirits Within. Why
1: don't they put him in a Godzilla movie?
3: Steve Buscemi, does, in a Japanese Godzilla movie specifically, it should be like a bunch of, you know, obviously people from Japan, Japanese actors, and then Steve Buscemi's there. Even better, playing himself.
4: Yeah, after Steve Godzilla. Steve Buscemi
3: is just in the midst of this.
4: After Godzilla blows up the city, he's there in a firefighter uniform.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to 9-11, everybody. Good work. Good oh, work.
0: Boy.
3: The Weeks Without a 9-11 reference counter has been set to negative one um minus minus, zero, minus four. one <laughs> <laughs> I love that you all immediately jumped on the this is the better joke and I'm proud of all of you um
1: I, I do want to comment I keep wanting to call this movie minus zero because I think it's I'm always going to Godzilla versus monster zero um I, I don't know why I just something about my the way my brain works um I do like that they're calling the black and white version Godzilla minus one minus color that's good yeah I enjoy that yeah
3: That's a
2: good bit.
1: The the black and white version title is very funny. I think the first one they did that with was was Shin, too, back when that was kind of like a fad in 2016, because they did, like, Fury Road that had the... um, the, Logan did that, too. Yeah, and... and Justice League, Justice is great. Yeah, but
3: Zack Snyder jumped on that trend, like, four years too late.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, another. No, Yamazaki's jumping on it too late.
3: (laughs) Um, You know, Emily, you talked about that shot of like pulling back to see the scale of the destruction of the movie. I think what I appreciate about the destruction of this movie is how it... And maybe it's because we start the movie with a destroyed Tokyo that rebuilds itself. How recoverable the damage from these movies feel. Uh, One of my more weirder nitpicks of the American Godzilla movies... Uh, when I watch them is I look at the destruction that they do to the cities in those movies and I just go, you're not, there's no fixing this. It's over. Yeah, San Francisco is no more. You don't recover from this. What we see in this movie to me at least felt like and again, it could have to do with the fact that Tokyo was literally firebombed to hell and back and uh, we then see it be rebuilt over the course of the first and second acts that it feels attainable. Um, How like Godzilla is a big destructive force, but in a more realistic way, if if that makes sense. I I think I I hope you understand what I'm getting at, all of you.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I think for me, it's like, it's definitely a cultural difference where like with Japan, Godzilla is, you know, the, the metaphor for the destruction that has happened to them, whether it be the atomic bomb or the tsunamis. And in America, it's just monster do smashy smashy, uh, in city, uh, action figures hitting each other, which is, which is fine. Like there's, there's plenty to enjoy about that. Uh, let the record
3: show. I'm excited (laughs) for the upcoming Godzilla Kong movie.
0: Oh yeah. Godzilla X Kong is going to be goofy fun. Uh, it looks dumb as hell. It'll be their opening night. Um, same it's, yeah, there's like, there's two schools of thought for, um, the godzilla movies like you have your godzilla is a destructive force of nature and your godzilla fights monsters and i think there's plenty to enjoy about both the godzilla fights monsters ones are usually more fun but the godzilla is a destructive force are definitely more meaningful mm-hmm. um and yeah that's what you get here uh, very very meaningful movie this is kind of a, a tangent of a sidebar, but uh, I
2: like uh, that Godzilla 98 is uh, an extremely pre nine eleven film because the military is mm. so dipshit. They, they portray the U.S. military as complete farcical morons every time, and I think that rocks. That's really funny. That's the last time you could have gotten away with that in a major blockbuster.
3: Godzilla yeah. 98 is the one where uh, Roland Emmerich was like, this is the one where I'm going to get my beef about Roger Ebert out, right? Yep. That's the one.
4: <laughs> Roger Ebert is the mayor, if I'm remembering
3: correctly. Basically, he's, and he's called big...
2: Mayor Ebert too, I'm pretty sure, because well, I watched it like that, four like, weeks ago. Uh,
3: if I remember correctly, most of his concerns are pretty legitimate, right? Like he's not, like Roland Emmerich doesn't do a good job of portraying him as a moron.
2: Mostly, <laughs> Yeah. I, I did like, like that Ebert was mad mayor. that he didn't get killed, like, that, that, that his stand-in did not get destroyed by Godzilla. That was awesome.
3: That'd be me. I'd be upset if I didn't get killed by Godzilla.
2: If you put me in a Godzilla movie and you did not have the balls to have Godzilla kill me, if you had beef with me, I would be very upset also.
4: <laughs> okay, I can't oh, remember God. if Mayor Ebert yeah. dies in Godzilla, does
3: he? He, d- he, does. he does not. That's why yeah, no, he was doesn't. mad. That's the crazy thing. Like, Roland Emmerich is bad at his revenge fantasy.
4: Who's the, who's the fucking guy who did uh, Euphoria season one? Who's that piece of shit? It's Sam
3: only... Levinson. It's Sam Levinson the whole time.
4: Yeah, Sam Levinson w- can complete <laughs> what Roland go. Emmerich started. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, okay, uh, I got a sound design thing. There's very few like trivias about this right now, but this one's kind of interesting. So, the sound designer, Natsuko Inoue, set out to try to like reproduce the Godzilla Roar, but in high fidelity for like the 9.1 Dolby Atmos mm. theater systems. And the way he went about this, he went to a baseball stadium specifically the Zozo Marine in Shiba Prefecture. He blasted that Godzilla roar from the stadium speakers while a team of 10 sound recordists captured the way the sound resonated from different angles. I thought that was fun. They really, like... Let's
3: fucking They go. pulled
4: a Michael Mann to bring the good Godzilla roars to this movie.
3: They, I, I, oh. In my personal humble opinion, I don't think there's been a bad Godzilla roar. Even 98's mm, yeah. roar is pretty decent 78 Hanna-Barbera cartoon I was going
2: to say we that, that that's the one I was, Wait, you were yeah. serious about that?
3: It's uh,
1: There's a Hanna-Barbera
3: had, yeah. cartoon of Godzilla? Yeah, it's, Wait, I okay, thought you so, made that up. You're
1: being serious? Okay, no, no, no. Here's here's some freaky lore, all right? Uh and by freaky lore, I mean just something that's mildly amusing. But there's a 78 Hanna-Barbera Godzilla cartoon, and yet there's a cartoon from the 60s by Toei of King Kong. Things have... <laughs> Streams have been crossed. Things have been inverted. This doesn't make a lick of sense to me. And
3: promise tomorrow!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would highly Hello, recommend uh, whatever like Godzilla fan wiki there is out there. There's like a... a, a List of like all the like you know different versions of Godzilla roars. And if you go there and you listen to the Hanna-Barbera cartoon, among all these like iconic, you know, what is it? The, 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 the violin slowly uh uh edited, you know, with the leather glove. The Hanna-Barbera cartoon mm-hmm. is just a guy going rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and it kicks
3: ass, it's so good. I want that job. I want to be the Hanna-Barbera Godzilla roar guy.
4: Fuck yeah, and my, my
3: roar is gonna be like. Rah. Right. You're I think I think Godzilla. Sh- I think Godzilla should slay a little bit. You know what I mean? She get a little
0: fantabulous Tanner. with it. Tanner's Godzilla is scaly. Uh, <laughs> little, my Godzilla is gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag oh, not see. my Kill
3: Godzilla. Even. <laughs> <laughs> I want Godzilla to walk around criticizing my fashion sense, being
1: really yeah, catty I- about it. Why did Snagglepuss never meet Godzilla? Doesn't make any sense.
3: Do you guys think they would explore each other's bodies?
1: Find out in Godzilla Kong New
2: Empire. <laughs>
1: Let's go! God- God- oh! Godzilla God- X Kong, my favorite tag. Godzilla X Kong <laughs> X Snufflepuss. <laughs> did you snufflepuss?
3: Wait, so I'm sorry. What's his name? Fuck. Snagglep- Sorry, Snagglepuss.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't get it wrong, Snufflepuss. <laughs> so, we're, Godzilla, X-Kong,
3: X-Snagglepuss, X, Kong, X snagglepuss. <laughs> uh, fuck it, Elmo. Featuring Dante <laughs> from the Devil May Cry.
0: <laughs> Brand new funky mode.
4: <laughs> Rated A-O.
0: And Knuckles. There, there there, was a scene early in the movie, like, after he's, like, sort of doing his, um, like, mind-sweeping job, um where like they're all meeting up um at his house and uh having drinks and um he reveals that uh Noriko and he aren't married and uh that the the child is just sort of one that they found and are taking care of and uh she, she just goes "Otosan" or chan and uh my fiance made a noise that she makes whenever something is unbearably cute. She just goes ah. "Oh." <laughs> no. It's so good. I saw someone somewhere
2: get upset that the child actor in this was like not very good, and it's like, is she? She's
0: like, like two? two. What the fuck do you want? Yeah, he. She's. She's like she's a toddler, great, right? For, yeah. I, she's great for this. Is probably her first movie, right? She's yeah, I,
2: just old enough to take direction. Like, what the fuck do you yeah. want from her?
1: Yeah, I, I. I do think it's very funny that the the children's drawings are like authentically shitty children's drawings. Hell
3: so, yeah. Um, What the fuck, Ethan? I drew those! I was really proud of my work, too! What the fuck, man? Ethan!
0: (laughs) Yeah, he he drew those in 99. I stand by my initial (laughs) statement. Kidding. Um, That's way better than what
3: I
1: could do. (laughs) Uh, Emily, I did have a a question for you, which is... uh, As I recall, you watched this minus one sandwiched between the first two Heisei Gamera films? Yes. Uh, How do you think it compares? Oh
2: man, that's a that's a rough question. Uh yes. those two films are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Kaneko firing on all cylinders um especially considering uh Kaneko did uh GMK my 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 previous favorite Godzilla film until Minus 1 came out and recency bias hit me like a truck.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Um I think, you know, uh I'm always going to be a sucker for practical effects, so like I can't Kaneko Gamera films just a little bit just a little bit for me but uh I don't know maybe there's a bit more narratively for me to chew on too with the with the the Gamera films in context because the whole reboot nature of them was interesting to see how they adapt that character for a 90s audience and 90s very much it was but uh Man, it was, uh, minus one, really good. Uh, I would say at least, like, on an artistry level, the special effects were just about on par with some of the best 90s, uh, suit action stuff in those camera films. Hmm. The,
4: uh, the special effects were done by White Team, is their name when you translate it, and White Team, all the way back in, I think, 1977, got their start, the very first movie they did was House. The, the, the fucking... Let's go! The company that did this! it's neat they worked on a lot of the old obayashi films like like the aimed school or whatever that actual name is and the girl who
2: yeah, left yeah. the time
1: <laughs> finally uh, the man Godzilla, man, Don- Zilla. <laughs> man <dumps. laughs> godzilla and freedom just because it was uh it was in my brain uh while i was watching it uh is that the uh, plane at the very end the j7w shinden is a pusher configuration plane where propulsion is in the back uh this avoids issues with the propeller getting in the way of the guns uh, most prominently the uh, general atomics mq-9 reaper drone is an example of this type of uh, configuration of plane uh and i had this on my mind the entire time i saw that it was one of those specifically because of the uh turn a gundam episode two coverage the giant robot fm guys (laughs) uh, because thal uh mentioned that um, and I just wanted to make that <laughs> apparent because that was all I could think of was, oh, it's that kind of thing. It's kind of that kind of weird-looking plane. I love it. <laughs> uh, it's it's the same one we used to kill a bunch of innocent people in the Middle East. Oh no, Oof. no. How could oh. this happen? Used for good though, redeemed. There we go. Uh, no, um, but no. Uh, that was the only thing I had to add. Uh, I don't think I had any other notes. Uh, this movie's good and cool, and it uh, pays a lot of love. It makes me want to revisit other Godzilla movies, uh, too, because I feel like there's there's a lot you can, like, pick and pull apart, at, like, what it's homaging. Um mm-hmm. oh, actually, I'm going to have a complaint be my last thing. Um, um, yeah, sorry. I the, the one, like, I think the reverence, and this is mostly, like, really tactful and good. The only thing what I was like, that's a bit, uh, maybe a bit much, was when they homage the um, the reporter on the building, of, like, yes. the reporter on the tower in 74, or uh, in 54, rather um 70th anniversary the original movie was from 54 um but yeah the reporter on the tower i thought was like everything else here is good but this one's just a bit too on the nose i think
2: fair enough I kind
3: um, of have I, you know that I the actually theater. reminds me my uh, my dad actually uh, chuckled and i think said to himself why he up there when he saw that scene <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining I, donnie saying that He's <laughs> very soft-spoken man why are up there <laughs> I I think he said it more like, "Why is he up there?" But like all I heard was, "Why he up there?" (laughs) Just my father. My father is a very shy, very quiet man uh, who I never hear talk at movies. So to just hear him go, "Why he up there?" Fucking hilarious. Let's let's go into final thoughts. We'll start with
2: Emily. Uh, like I said, uh, recency bias sent me like a truck. This is my new favorite Godzilla movie as I exited the theater. Who knows if it'll stay that way, but boy, did I really like it. I can't wait till it comes out in home video. Let's hope it gets a better release than Cleopatra's disastrous Shin Ultraman and Funimation's less than stellar Shin Godzilla. Uh, I'm a cheap date as far as Godzilla movies are concerned. I am pretty easily entertained by them. Even the worst ones tend to have their merits as far as I'm concerned. But uh, I also think this is an extreme high point for the franchise. And, you know, it's just good. It's just good to go see a big Godzilla movie in the theater and hear him roar loud in my Rawr. face. Rawr.
0: Rawr. Yes. Yes. Uh, good shit. All right. Ethan,
1: final thoughts. Godzilla, mine is son, may have not quite met my initial expectations. You son of a bitch. Now. No, uh, I I really like it. It's an exceptional entry in the um, uh, Reiwa era, and I'm excited to see what they do. I feel like uh, if they are going to build on like a larger continuity, I feel like this is uh, maybe a firmer base than Shin would have been if you're going to do uh, more of these. Um, and I'm excited to see Godzilla raid
0: again. Hell yeah! Uh, Tanner, final thoughts.
3: Rar. No, <laughs> um, it's also my new favorite Oof. Godzilla movie. Um. The character work is brilliant. It's the best blockbuster of 2023, cool. and uh, you know what uh, more can be said other than uh, ah, true. Gayzilla. screonk <gasps> screonk I just got. I just. I just came up with Gayzilla. Sorry, I needed to make sure that made the cut.
0: Uh, truly, the original something... character. Do not steal. <laughs> Essential. Gayzilla the just Godzilla, but he has a rainbow
3: like pin. <laughs>
2: His spines light up like RGB computer stuff.
3: (laughs) Gayzilla's
0: not even gay. He's just an ally. Godzilla (laughs) did canonically say trans rights. That's true. Uh, We all heard him. All right. Yeah. All right, Austin. Final thoughts?
4: Uh, Thank you, Ray Bradbury, for giving us this unexpected masterpiece. Godzilla minus one is a huge win for the people of Waukegan, Illinois. Back to you, Tim. Good luck. What?
3: That's such a deep cut. I don't get it. Yeah. You'll understand when you're there.
1: Yeah. I'm never saying that again. <laughs> he just can't fathom the roots of this bit.
3: Tanner, <laughs> it's, minus it's, iconic it. joke. I, what? Am I stupid? Oh. Need somebody
0: to light the way for you. Insert a, quantum yeah. leap scene here. All right, good good thoughts all around. Um, my final thoughts. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Uh, Godzilla Minus One uh, is easily one of the best Godzilla movies ever made. Um, it's a rich movie with character work. I think it's uh, such a perfect Godzilla movie to come out, particularly in the year of Oppenheimer. Like, uh, I was talking about, you know how the original Godzilla and Oppenheimer would be like a great double feature pairing. And I think this kind of goes into that even better. It like really shows uh, the Japanese side of the war and um, it's just such a great uh, film to end the year with. Um, It's great. It's a, it's a great Godzilla movie. Check it out. Um, And that is gonna do it for this episode of the show. Uh, thank you, Emily, for coming onto the show. Would you like to plug anything?
2: Uh, sure. Uh, once again, I'm uh, Space Queen Emily. That's at Space Queen Emily on Twitter. Uh, if you want to hear me on more podcast stuff, I have several appearances on uh, Giant Robo FM, where I talk about uh, things like uh, Big O. I was on a uh, Gundam Witch from Mercury retrospective. Uh, There's a really great episode we did on Blue Blazes that touches a little bit on uh, Shin Common Writer. If you want to hear a little bit more Hideaki Anno talk. Uh, And I am also the occasional co-host of the No Cartridge podcast, No Wall Scrolls spinoff, where I have been taking Trevor through a bunch of forgotten 80s and 90s anime OVAs, really just getting into the nitty gritty of uh, absolute nonsense like Tenchi Muyo, which we are recording a new episode on later this week, fingers crossed. So look forward to that coming out soon.
0: Hell yeah, go check all that out. Um, Thanks once again for coming on the show, you're great. Thanks for having me. For sure. And thank you, the viewer slash listener, for tuning in. Uh, if you're listening on the audio platforms, uh, please give us a review or a thumbs up or something. Uh, these are actually going up on the audio platforms. We, we figured it out. A, we, we ran into a bit of a speed bump there. So I apologize if you've been waiting for three months to listen to this in your car. But you can now. Uh, but so, please so drink sure responsi- drive responsibly. <laughs> Yeah, drink not while you're driving. Drink That's and
2: drive true. responsibly.
0: You go. know your Listen, limit. Just, just go just for don't it. Don't cite
3: me in the court case. Do whatever the fuck you want. I just want nothing to do with it.
0: You're you're an adult. Whatever. Uh, and uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you very much for watching. Uh, go on down to the comment section below. Let us know. What did you think of Godzilla Minus One? What did you? What is your favorite Godzilla movie? Does Godzilla love men? Comment below, let us know. And while you're down there, hit the like button if you like the video. Hit the subscribe button if you want to see more. Hit the bell icon to get notifications for when we upload new videos. Uh, Thank you once again for tuning in, and tune in next week when we talk about another movie hosted by Tanner.
3: We're going to be doing Killers of the Flower Moon. It'll be uh, a lot to discuss. It'll be a happier episode than this one for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, be sure to tune in for that one. Uh, thank you once again for tuning in to this episode of Bomb Squad Matinee. And remember, that lizard was the best of us. <laughs> <That> is- <laughs>
2: We're young. Truly, there's a little bit of Godzilla in all of us.